IEEE SA Voice shares insights and perspectives from the IEEE SA community, subject matter experts, and industry leaders that are working to raise the world's standards, drive market solutions, and much more, keeping you at the forefront of technological innovation for the benefit of humanity. Hello, everyone. I am Maria Palombini, and I'm with the IEEE Healthcare and Life Sciences practice. Today, we're kicking off season three of the Rethink Health podcast series. Season three will focus on AI for good medicine. So a little bit about the Rethink Health podcast series. We talk to uh, multidisciplinary experts around the world focused on various themes and topics, and we want to bring awareness and balanced understanding in all these new technologies, tools, and applications where we may need some policies or standards, all in the name of driving responsible, trusted adoption to give better health for all. We have previous seasons on Podbean, iTunes, and you can learn more. So AI for Good Medicine, which is the focus of our theme on this season three, will bring again more multidisciplinary experts from around the globe to really answer or provide insight into questions is how do we envision artificial intelligence, machine learning, or other deep learning technologies to deliver good medicine for all, right? We all want good medicine, but at what price? Price meaning in terms of trust and validation in its use. We are not looking for the next frontier of medicine if it's not pragmatic, if it's not responsible and can be equitably valuable to all. So in this season, we go directly to the technologists, clinicians, researchers, ethicists, regulators, and others, and talk about how these deep learning technologies can make real and trusted impact on improving outcomes for patients anywhere from drug development to healthcare delivery. Here's the question. Will the AI, the machine learning, the deep learning cut through the health data swamp for better health outcomes? So with that, I would like to welcome Sampath Ria Raghavan to our discussion on the true potential of AI in healthcare and helping marginalized populations. This has become a critical topic for debate, and he's going to be helping with this with us. Welcome, Sampath. Hey, Maria. Wonderful to join you all here in this podcast. Thank you so much. So before we get to the details of the technology, the applications, the debate at hand, I like to humanize the experience. So a little bit about Sampath. He's the global chair at the IEEE Humanitarian Activities Committee, or sometimes here we call it the HAC. He's president-elect for IEEE ETA Kappa Nu and the 2020 recipient of the IEEE Ted Hissey Outstanding Young Professionals Award. He has more than 17 years of research and industrial experience in spearheading business-critical strategic R&D programs and has successfully delivered cutting-edge technologies in areas of conversational artificial intelligence, natural language understanding, cloud computing, assistive and sustainable technologies. He's globally best known for his technological innovations in addressing global humanitarian and sustainable development challenges. And this is why he is the first person and the most important person to talk to about this critical debate. First of all, Sam Path, tell us about your work and objectives at the IEEE Hack, and now with this new thing coming up with Eta Kappa Nu. Thank you, Maria. First, as the global chair of uh, IEEE Humanitarian Activities Committee, uh, also called as HACC, I lead the overall strategy and the portfolio of global programs, primarily you know, focused at inspiring, connecting, engaging close to half a million IEEE members so they can, they can apply their technical skills for social good. 
we primarily focus on four major strategic areas as part of uh, our work. The first one is raising awareness, how technologists and in, can put their technical skills for addressing the grander challenges in the sustainable development space. Second, we provide uh, educational materials and training so that uh, you know, IEEE members could advance their skills for uh, social good engagement. Third, we also provide project funding program so that uh, we could actually empower our members, transform their ideas into actionable projects which could address the local challenges. And lastly, we want to foster a global ecosystem to bring together technologists, local community and, and partners so that uh, we could address pressing global challenges. And our efforts strongly aligns with IEEE's core mission and are critical to achieving IEEE's strategic goals. And in fact, in 2021, uh, you know, I was very delighted to spearhead the hack to a record-breaking growth since its inception, where we achieved uh, a record of more than 25,000 site members and we received close to 385 projects globally and supported close to 100 projects. And uh, we established 30 plus global partnership and launched key programs, IEEE Hack Global Summit, positioning IEEE as a leader in the sustainable development space. Now, speaking about IEEE Etakapanu, it's one of the world's oldest, topmost honor society in science and engineering. And about 10 years back, got merged with IEEE. And it has about close to 200,000 life members throughout the world, and it has more than 200 chapters around the world. Many pioneers in the technology and industry are parts of Etakapano. So really excited to lead uh, this two true global impact program that have a true impact at our members at grassroots. Absolutely. I know you've been doing great work at the hack and I've talked to all the volunteers who work with you. They're super excited and obviously great overall for our, our organization globally. You know, Zimbeth, you have such a diverse background, so much research, technology. What inspired you? What ignited your passion to really look into where technology can be used for good? Thank you, Maria. That's a very important question. In fact, to answer this question, I have to do a time travel. I have to go back close to 18 years back in my journey, like a career. So my journey actually started as a student in India, where I leveraged computing technologies to design an automated screening system to detect developmental delays in young children. Basically, this effort opened up critical opportunities to initiate early intervention programs to treat children with special needs like autism, benefiting families below the poverty line in southern India. This, I think, was a very major stepping stone in terms of my inspiration because this program helped me to directly connect with the marginalized population, see how I could, as a technologist, come back with an appropriate, relevant, and low-cost solution to address their needs. So the success of this effort made me realize how it is very important for technologists, especially like engineers and IEEE members, to apply your technical skills and leadership skills for social good. This further ignited my passion and uh, inspired me to start a humanitarian engineering program called as Brahmam, meaning knowledge, which aims to deliver next generation social innovations to serve the needs of marginalized community. This has been a very amazing journey in the last uh, 17 to 18 years where I have launched uh, several global initiatives that have brought to the academic institution, industry leaders, you know, professional organizations and governmental agencies to address pressing global challenges faced by children with disabilities, impoverished women and students from marginalized community in developing nation. Wow, that's such great work and such important work. And I can see how it's carried you all the way to what you're doing now. Now we're going to get a little more deeper into the technology and to the discussion around this concept of AI for good medicine. And for the audience out there, when I say AI, I'm not exclusively talking about artificial intelligence, but the whole realm of machine learning, deep learning technologies and AI. So, Sampath, 
Maybe you can just explain a little bit to our audience the kind of research exposure or hands-on tech development that you've had around these types of technologies in health applications that you may have experienced firsthand. Thank you, Maria. That's a great question. So throughout my career, I have spearheaded large-scale transformational AI programs in healthcare. Before I touch upon some examples, it's important to understand some of the AI core capabilities like machine learning, computer vision, natural language understanding, and speech recognition. All this capability offers a new approaches to solve the toughest challenges in healthcare. Uh, for instance, a machine learning techniques like deep learning, it offers the powerful capability to create sophisticated models that can be leveraged for a wide variety of healthcare use cases prediction forecasting, classification, and so forth. Similarly, computer vision techniques, it processes the visual information in digital Im images and videos to generate valuable inferences. If you leverage the AI model along with these advanced techniques, it, it helps us to create solutions and tools that can assist medical practitioners to examine clinical images, identify hidden patterns of tumors, and which in turn supports uh, expedited decision-making and deliver an effective plan for uh, patients. Specifically, as part of my career journey, there are two major programs I would like to call out. I led a major initiative uh, called as Information System on Human and Health Services. Essentially, this is a first of its kind system which was focused on tracking the statewide disability in southern India. What we did was we collected all the statewide information, we leveraged machine learning techniques to process the massive amount of data and interconnect the underlying patterns and derive meaningful insights to support decision making. And this in turn empowered the healthcare providers, policymakers, governmental agencies, and disabled individuals to understand the disability prevalence pattern and initiate prevention measures. And also it helped them to better understand the needs of disabled citizens and felicitate the creation of uh, equal opportunities for them, both in terms of education and employment. And second major project I would like to call out here is on the conversational AI spectrum. Recently, I was involved in uh, delivering one of the industry's first program in conversational AI technologies uh, where to advance voice innovations for the healthcare industry. So the idea here is we wanted to expand the conversational AI capabilities so that we could support healthcare use cases like prescription ordering and urgent care appointments. Again, all this AI core capability, what we touched upon, it all offers a very unique and universal approach in opening up critical opportunities to further drive AI innovation in the enterprise healthcare segment, actually. That's fascinating, Sampath. I think that's so much great work you continue to demonstrate. It's unbelievable and great for all of humanity. I like to do this with my interviewees. I say to them, think quick. <laughs> so when I say to you, or you hear the term AI for good medicine, what comes to mind and why? Thank you, Maria. AI can be used to handle some of the greatest challenges in the healthcare segment. When we talk about AI for good medicine, a few things comes to my mind. One is how do you creatively use machine learning models to leverage and handle voluminous amount of medical data and uncover insights to help improve health outcomes and patient experiences. Specifically, there are a couple of areas that comes to my mind uh, where I feel creatively we could play an important role to solve some key challenges. First, how do we accelerate medical researchers to advance the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of diseases, right? And increasingly, AI models becomes important in this segment where we are empowering healthcare providers with right tools. Today, the doctors don't have to scan through thousands of CT images. They would rather could use an automated AI system to help them to identify 
the most important one so that they could expedite their decision making. Similarly, the second important area that comes to my mind is reducing the health inequality and improving access to care for undeserved uh, population. This is important because as you see, 50% are not connected to the internet. So the goal is how do we devise solution which can work both real time and offline at the same time provides a robust approach to, to simplify the access to healthcare and also to provide a critical opportunity to bring these people to the mainstream healthcare services. Thirdly, AI today is vital. Uh, you rightly said we need to think about innovations in uh, patient-centered innovations. Uh, we are no longer in the age of mass production. We are living in the age of mass personalization. So I think when we talk about AI for good medicine, this is also key because today the AI is empowering the healthcare providers to see if there's a rare condition. It helps them to closely understand what are the other similar patterns they have seen in other patients and help them to customize based on the genetic condition how they could help the current uh, patient and lastly it's also important we have ethical and responsible use of ai to safeguard patients privacy so these are some broader uh, couple of uh, things that comes to my mind but i think the the most important thing is as i said the ability to handle voluminous amount of data the transformative opportunity to provide low-cost solutions i think that's going to be key in terms of achieving and supporting the overall good and health being of the larger community. Absolutely. I think that AI has a lot of promising opportunities, but we're going to get a little bit to maybe its challenges in just a little bit. Hey there. Did you know that the average patient may have two or more connected medical or fitness devices in on around their body operating at one time? Plus, they may have 10 or more smart devices on average operating in their home. How seamless, secure, and private could that patient's personal area network be? IEEE SA's WAMI program, Wearables and Medical IoT Interoperability Intelligence, has a global community of experts collaborating and incubating solutions for these exact type of challenges. If you want to join in or learn more, visit IEEESA.io backslash WAMI, W-A-M-I-I-I. Also, while on the website, check out the Webby Virtual Talk series. Free access to more than 30 sessions on demand, plus our regular live broadcasts. Just visit ieesa.io backslash whammy for all the details. of our discussion, we're talking about technology for good and equitable access. So heard the argument that perhaps AI machine learning can support fairness, personalization, and inclusiveness in healthcare, helping to address the healthcare inequity question. In your opinion, and all the work you're doing, do you find that AI can actually help address the racial, gender, and socioeconomic disparities in healthcare systems? Or like some have argued that if further creates more inequity in the healthcare system. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> it's a challenging question. I think the potential of AI and the challenges of AI are equally big in my view. So the answer is uh, yes, yes to both actually. Let's first look at some of the potential. Uh, what are the possibilities, right? Now, if you look at the superpower of these AI systems, they can look through large amount of data and it can help us to surface the right information or the right uh, prediction at the right level to the right stakeholder. This is going to be very important because now with the advancements in cloud computing and capabilities like a deep learning model, it's going to help us to drive the next frontiers of innovation 
that will empower in healthcare stakeholders with tools to compare patient case to every other patient who ever had the same kind of disease or pattern. It results in a data-driven approach to identify the most effective treatment, and that's one best suited for the specific genetic subtype of the disease in someone with, with a certain you know genetic background. That's truly a personalized medicine. That's a truly a personalized approach, the digital healthcare. And the prognosis should also be good, actually. And now, if you think from the same angle, this can also empower people living in poor setting. We can leverage automated chatbots, uh, potentially could help us to screen for some symptoms so that it can reduce the burden of the medical team uh, in those setups, actually. So there's a ton of you know, super power and possibilities here. How AI could actually help to address the racial, gender, and socioeconomic disparity in healthcare system. With that said, it also comes with its own potential risk. For instance, a poorly designed AI system can be misdiagnosed, right? And that's going to be a trust breaker. And the impact is going to be even more larger. And similarly, remember these systems are heavily dependent on data upon which uh, they are trained on. So that means if there is a cultural bias within this uh, data set that unfortunately will be incorporated into the system and those blind spots will be integrated into the environment where they are deployed. One another challenge I also see here is certain problems you also require high quality data where you could actually can get a very robust AI model. If that data which you used is again biased or otherwise flawed, it's going to be reflected in the performance of your system. And lastly, we spoke only about the data, but also remember the AI system also has something called as algorithms. So mm -hmm. if the developer is unaware of, of the unintentional bias and he introduces that bias in his programmatic logic, that's also going to maximize discrimination. So that's why it's important that technologists looking at developing an AI-based solution you have to make sure that you proactively have measures in place where you have to maximize your impact and minimize the risk in terms of uh, disparity creation. So I think the answer is A has a tremendous potential, but also it comes with this risk. So it's very important that we put you know controls in place to limit the negative impact of technology. Absolutely. And you just basically answered my next question. You just jumped in front of it. I think they, everything goes hand in hand. We can't just think about benefits and opportunities of anything without thinking of the challenges that comes with it. When you think of this whole thing, right? All these, this technology groundbreaking, that kind of thing. What's the single most challenging aspect or gap? By gap, it could be security, lack of open data, lack of standards, not the right policy written whatever that might be, is currently not in AI applications or deep learning or machine learning, what have you, that continues to cause concern or uncertainty on credibility and trust of tools in this healthcare application. Like, in your opinion, what is it? What could it be? Or I'm sure there's more than one maybe. And where do you think it's the best path in resolving it? Thank you, Maria. It's an important question, but again, there are several pieces that's integrated here. You have rightly called out several dimensions here, right? Security, privacy, open data, lack of standards. So if you have to answer this question, I think I'm going to take one step back and give you from a holistic dimension. First of all, it's very important to understand that AI is not a one-size-fits-all approach. So I think it's important for the global community to know that AI solutions are here to supplement to reduce the pain point experienced by stakeholders in healthcare. It's also critical to understand that these systems adapt over time because you are not deploying an algorithm in vacuum. 
you are actually deploying a technology which is going to be part of an environment where people will track with it and the system will adapt to it. For instance, if you design some kind of a scoring system today to rank a medical device or a solution, it's going to change actually. So in my view, I think the key important challenge right now is we need to actually create a global ecosystem where we bring together policymakers, technologists, local communities and healthcare professionals to holistically work together to define standards along the lines of security, privacy, open data access and so forth. We need to develop cost-effective AI models and products that can empower physicians and practices and hospitals to incorporate AI into a daily clinical use. I think we should make sure there is awareness and there is also from technology standpoint, we are working from patient-centered innovations so that AI is seen as a complementary technology to empower them rather than being seen as human machine. There are also a few important things we need to do as part of uh, this ecosystem. For example, responsible use of AI. This can be achieved by enforcing standards and best practices to implement fairness, inclusiveness, security and privacy controls. A few examples here is you could always check as a technologist whether your models and data sets for bias and negative experiences. And there are several techniques in the industry like data visualization and clustering which can evaluate a data sets distribution for fair representation of various stakeholders dimension. Secondly, you can also do routine updates to your training and testing data sets which are essential to fairly account for diversity in users' growing needs and usage pattern. And of course, they've got the sensitive user information for your patients or by implementing privacy controls like encrypting data at rest or in transmit. So by doing all this thing and also having a retention policy in place, you kind of making sure that you are not only doing the right thing and you're also working backwards by focusing more on what the patients wants and what the doctor needs and device solutions which are truly specific, relevant, actionable, and uh, impactful. So in a nutshell, we need a global ecosystem. At the same time, this ecosystem should provide standards and framework, which will enable us to develop universal solution, which can be easily developed and deployed, whether it's a developing nation or in an underdeveloped nation setup. I think we really need to have good quality data, high quality standards, and an interoperable framework where technologies can develop plug-and-play solutions, which can help us to support large-scale and easily deployable solutions. Wow, that's very important. I think the idea of the plug-and-play and interoperability and all these, there's so many questions and challenges around all these technologies. Something to have our audience take away with. You've already shared so much insight, so many great ideas and opportunities and things to think about. Any final thoughts? that you would like to share with our audience, a call to action, something that they should look into, an opportunity that may be of interest to them of getting involved. Yeah, I think one important call out here is, first of all, huge kudos to IEEE Standards and to you for starting this podcast, because the timing of this podcast series and the, the thematic area is very important, given that we are still trying to come out of the pandemic situation. Now, in terms of the final thought, I think AI tools has played a very tremendous role, especially in the pandemic situation like COVID. Many places throughout the world help us to deliver solutions to track the pandemic, forecast the demand and supply, helping the local governmental agencies in healthcare. There are two aspects to it, right? One, I think as a technologist, how you can advance this innovations in AI. And second, most important thing is what does your local community needs? I think it's very important when the need and the technology meets that actually results 
a bigger innovation and that's where IEEE comes into play it provides a um, tremendous amount of opportunity for example IEEE humanitarian activity committee as I told you earlier we provide a portfolio of programs for you to participate put your technical skills for social good so definitely you know participate in these programs and again IEEE standard is another important program most recently we have launched patient-centered healthcare system virtual pitch competition which is also very important you, you are able to mentor and guide these teams I think that's also a way for you to give back to the society. I think I'm going to quote uh, here Leonardo Vinci. The famous quote is, I have been impressed with the urgency of doing. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Being willing is not enough. We must do it. So I think we need to build inclusive and prosperous future for everyone. I think it's important as a technologist, we all should uh, look for an avenue to apply our technical and leadership skills for the larger good so that we can collectively advance technology for the benefit of humanity. If you want to learn more about the IEEE Humanitarian Activities Committee, you can visit hac.ieee.org. If you didn't get that, you can visit the blog post. We have links to activities SAMPATH is affiliated with, plus other activities. In addition, just to let you all know that SAMPATH served as advisory committee member and a judge on the recent IEEE Rethink the Machine, transforming RPM into a patient-centered healthcare system virtual pitch competition, which aired on February 8th, 2022. The hack is actually going to mentor the first place winner student category for hopefully a, a potential pilot of their solution in the remote patient monitoring space. All this information is available on the blog post affiliated with this podcast. So as you can see, a lot of the conversation we had today, the concepts that SAMPATH shared with us are addressed in various activities within our healthcare and life science practice. You know, the whole season is really going to get into these important themes, the benefits, the opportunities, but as well as the challenges that we can't just neglect. And so when we come to these unsolved questions, this is what we bring a global community to collaborate, identify, explore, and build solutions in the form of tech and data standards to really address some of these questions that are inhibiting the industry from moving forward and fully embracing the technologies. So with that, I invite all of you, if you're interested to get involved in any of the work, as well as the hack, or any of the work here at the Healthcare Life Science Practice, you can visit the practice website at ieesa.io backslash HLS. And hopefully you can come along and join us for this uh, great global experience. I wanna say a special thank you to SAMPATH for joining us today. Thank you, Maria. And to our audience for tuning in, I wish all of you to continue to stay safe and well, and hopefully join us next time. Until then, take care. On behalf of IEEE Standards Association and IEEE SA Voice, thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit standards.ieee.org. We hope you'll join us again soon.